Welcome to the Fit Vegan Podcast, the show where we help you live your healthiest and leanest life on a whole food plant-based lifestyle. This is where you'll learn how to thrive on plants, disease-proof your body, and unlock your true inner potential. I am your host, Lucky Seawine, and let's get into the show. All right. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Fit Vegan Podcast. Today, we have Fit Vegan superstar, Kristen, who's been crushing her transformation. She actually just started her sixth phase with us. And we're happy to announce that this morning, she passed, she lost 31 pounds. That's crazy. That's like, just start with the introduction. Kristen, how are you doing today? (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing great, Maxim. How are you doing? I'm doing amazing. Thank you. I'm I'm very excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you. I'm I'm really thrilled to be here. Thank you. Um, and say so you you look great. I love the background, your shirt. You look amazing. So how I like normally like to do the podcast is just give a bit of background for for people, right? Because a lot of people listening, um, they'll hear some of these numbers like lost 31 pounds, and they're like, this person has superpowers to lose fat. They have nothing else going on in their life. That's why it's so easy for them to lose weight. Uh, and I know you have, I know you have a ton going on in, in your life. So do you mind kind of sharing a little bit like who you are, what you do and kind of what like your lifestyle is like? Cause I know it's pretty hectic. So hi everyone. Uh, my name's Kristen. I am 34 years old. I am a wife. Uh, my husband and I have three animals. We have a great Pyrenees dog and uh, we have two Persian cats that we take care of. My husband works in the animal pharmaceutical industry and I uh, also work in the animal industry. My degree is in animal science and I currently work as a um, nutrition consultant and operations manager for a local company in my city which means that I sometimes work 50 plus hours a week because it is a small company. And sometimes I work six to seven days a week. Traditionally, my schedule starts at around 8.45. And sometimes the majority of the time I get off at around 7 p.m. at night, which I'm in charge of five different operations in our area, all of the staff, all of the HR, everything. Talk about being Uh, busy. (laughs) yeah, Yeah, it's... It is, it is definitely a full-time plus position with my company. Working with animals has always been really, really important to me. I grew up in a suburban area. Um, my husband grew up more rural, but really when I was little, some of my fondest memories were uh, visiting my grandparents almost nightly. And they lived on a, a, a hunting club just okay. outside of uh, St. Louis, Missouri, that they used to caretake. That was their profession. And uh, that created some very unique experiencing growing experiences growing up as a child. So, and I know, Maxim, you grew up on a farm. So yeah. coming from that early age to then now being vegan was a really interesting transition. <laughs> Yeah, I bet you see, well, you've seen a lot of things that kind of make you understand why you should go vegan. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I think when I was little, I had a very skewed perspective of how society eats, especially in the Mm -hmm. United States. And I remember when I was little, you know, it wasn't uncommon for us to eat things that my dad had hunted or our friends and family. So, you know, I grew up eating venison or duck or um, rabbit or even frog legs and catfish, Mm -hmm. you know, anything that we could, anything that we found on the, in the land, um, it was Mm -hmm. 1700 acres. And and that was my perception of the norm when I was a little kid. And it wasn't until much, 
much, much later in life that I kind of realized, oh, this isn't normal, you know? Yeah. But, <laughs> but I felt a very strong connection to the land. I felt a very strong connection to nature. And, you know, unfortunately they had to retire, they were getting older and it was, you know, kind of when they retired and when I was transitioning to, you know, living our life more in that suburban area that I kind of started realizing, okay, that's not normal. This is how everyone else gets their food. And when I went to university, my degree, of course, is in animal science, but I was in the animal agricultural school. And so we toured a lot of the slaughterhouses, a lot of the CAFOs, and that was really, really eye-opening for me. And I had some pretty, pretty horrible experiences when I went there. So I don't know if you would want to hear about those, but, but it was pretty rough. Yeah, well, I'm I'm definitely curious to hear some of them because it's not it's never a topic I talk often about, right? I usually talk more mm-hmm. about the health side, so that you've had these firsthand experiences. Like, yeah, I'm definitely I definitely want to hear a, a story. Yeah, so there's a fair amount. <laughs> one of the one of the worst ones that I experienced. So a CAFO is a uh, it's a concentrated animal feeding operation, and what that means is you can in, in like the cattle industry you can have 500 plus 700 plus animals in one area. And that's traditionally how most of the the meat is created in the United States and and in Canada is through CAFOs, whether it's pork, chicken, uh, beef, what have you. One of the the days we were touring a slaughterhouse and this was of a a swine facility, a pig facility. Mm -hmm. And there's something in the industry called PSE. And PSE stands for, it's a condition of your meat when you purchase it at the grocery store. And it stands for pale, soft, and exudative. And what that means is that the animal was highly stressed at the time of slaughter. So it's it's beneficial for the slaughterhouse to make sure that the animals basically are not stressed and don't know what's going on at the time of slaughter. And if the meat becomes PSE rated, it it loses a lot of its qualities and is considered undesirable in the industry. So one of the experiences that I had is that when we were touring the slaughterhouse, the stun chamber, which is what's used to stun the pigs before slaughter, malfunctioned. And Mm -hmm. several of the pigs went through the assembly line fully awake and alert. Mm -hmm. And... So what happened was, is that they did all knock over, but they were hooked up on, on, on hooks Mm -hmm. and ran through the facility. And the first thing that they experienced is kind of like these very two-story tall, like flamethrowers that's Mm -hmm. used to burn all of the hair off their body. So it doesn't get in the food supply. Of course, all the pigs were a fair amount of them were awake when we witnessed that. And one of the pigs was so awake that he thrashed so violently that he fell from the hook that was like two stories up and fell straight down and hit the ground. And that was how he passed away. And that was in front of my entire class. Yeah. And of course, the lady who was giving us the tour is like, oh my gosh, this never happens. But it was something that was, you don't forget that experience. Yeah, I bet. I 
I have a lot of chills in my body. (laughs) I'm a a very sensitive person. So I I could like feel everything. That's crazy. So damn, was, were you already vegan at the time? Or was there like, was that like kind of solidified the idea for you? Or is that even a thought at the time? Yeah, I wasn't vegan at the time. The more that I was exposed to, the more unsettled I was, you know, Mm because I go from this person that, oh, the animals lived outside and they were in nature and, you know, animal conservation. And, you know, it's right to hunt deer because you don't want, you know, them to be overpopulated and all these things. And I think a lot of times too, as we're growing up, you know, we just assume like, oh, cows are in the pasture. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like they're not in a building or chickens are just roaming about the ground. And it's very different. It's very different than I think what people perceive where their food is coming from. And I think many of them don't, don't want to know the truth about where their food is coming from and what the environment's like in those facilities. And so for me, even after that experience, it took, it it took years. I mean, honestly, years until I decided to first go vegetarian and then go vegan. Yeah. And how many years ago was that? So I started, uh, I started my transition in 2019. Okay. All right. So looking at like three, two and a half, three years now. Yeah. 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 And it was, I did it really slowly. You know, I took out eggs first, then I took out dairy and I remember the last day that I had dairy, I'm already slightly sensitive to it anyway. Mm-hmm. I felt so bad. <laughs> I, ha- I had had so much dairy that day. It was actually on New Year's Eve. And of course there were cheese dips everywhere. And yeah. I ate a ton of food and I was like, I feel horrible. I'm not doing this to myself anymore. I have to stop this. And so the next day I, I cut out dairy and the, it, it was mind-blowing how much better I started to feel within within weeks yeah Yeah. well I'm happy you made the transition right you you've gotten to experience a lot like certain experiences a lot of people will never get to live that'll only get to see on video you know disregarding the health aspect disregarding the environmental aspect like it it doesn't it's not right right to, to do that it doesn't it doesn't feel right it doesn't sound right so obviously there's multiple reasons. I always talk about the health aspect, but obviously the animal cruelty aspect is, is a huge one. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think for me, the most important thing was, is here I was a person that has a degree in animal science. I was working in the veterinary industry for years, years and years. And yet I was still eating animals. And I felt like a, I felt like a fraud. I felt like I, I, I would never want to hurt an animal never. And I, and I don't even know if I could hurt an animal. And so I just felt like if I can't shoot the bow, if I can't pull the trigger, if I, how could I possibly eat that animal? Like if I don't have enough respect for that creature, I shouldn't be eating it. Mm-hmm. And it never sat, it never sat, sat right with me. And I never felt like I was being like the truest version of myself. Yeah. Well, I, I say, thank you for sharing that. Um, those yeah. are, and I, and I hope that the people that are listening that are not vegan are taking that in very deeply and seriously. So I do want to say that I'm happy that you made the transition to veganism and also that just for me to kind of understand where you were at before joining the program, because right now you're entering phase six. So you're looking at like basically five months ago and you've been vegan for two and a half years. So kind of how was it for those years leading up to you being in the program? What I made all of the tra- like? 
Yeah, I made all the traditional mistakes that everyone makes because I was like, okay, I'm not going to eat meat anymore. That didn't go like it. I didn't eat meat, but instead I was going to eat all of the pasta in the world, right? Yeah. <laughs> like that was, I was going to eat all of the boxed vegan meals in the world. I mean, that was literally the choices that I was making. And I, since 2015, I had kept seeing my weight slowly increase, slowly increase, slowly increase. And that was on an, you know, just an omnivorous diet. Mm-hmm. And then I became vegan and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to lose weight. Didn't happen. And I was like, why am I not losing weight? Like everyone else says that when they, you know, switch to this diet and it's, for me, it wasn't about dieting. It was, it was definitely a lifestyle choice for me at that point, because I knew I wanted to do it for animals. And I had just started looking into the health aspects about it. Yeah. And so, but I could not figure out why I wasn't losing weight. 2019 passed, 2020 passed. I'm two and a half years in and I'm at my highest weight that I had ever been, ever been. And I'm looking at the scale and I don't know why this triggered me so much, but I saw 228. So that's mm-hmm. where I started, 228. And I was, I was mortified. And I saw everything that I was trying to prevent within my own life because I had seen things in my family's life and my family's medical history, like high blood pressure, like diabetes, heart disease, all of these things that are mostly dietary related, also, you know, somewhat genetically related, but I could just see myself in however many years that that was the path that I was going down. And I felt really bad about myself because here I am, I have a degree in animal science. I literally talk about animal nutrition every day at my work. And yet I can't even figure out my own issues. Mm -hmm. And I I was at a really low place. And so what, how, how did you find me? What got you to kind of get in, in, in contact with me? I, one of the things that I could see that we were doing is that my husband is a wonderful cook and he makes pretty much all of my food, which I'm very spoiled <laughs> with, but we were making the same recipes over and over and over again. And those recipes were obviously unhealthy. They were vegan, but they were unhealthy and they were, you know, very high calorie. And so I just went on Instagram and I was searching healthy vegan recipes and you came up and, and I was like, oh, this Maxim guy seems cool. And I think I followed, (laughs) I'm pretty sure I followed. Um, and I was looking at your content and then you, uh, you happened to message me on Instagram and that's how everything started. Amazing. Well, I'm I'm happy you enjoyed the recipes because now you have access to a whole bunch of them through the program. Yes. Yeah. That, that was huge. Did did you have any apprehensions of working with someone online? Because obviously we, we didn't have the opportunity to meet in person yet, which I hope we do one day. Um, Was there any apprehensions or doubt before? Because I know for, for a lot of people, it's, it it can be a hurdle. There wasn't any apprehension with you. There was, there was skepticism in regards to myself. Am I going to be able to do this? Mm -hmm. Because I I saw the testimonies, you know, I, I saw the testimonies. I saw the other tribe members. I saw their stories. And somehow when I looked at everything, when I looked at all the information that was in front of me, I knew that you could do what you said. Mm -hmm. I didn't know if I could, I didn't know if I could hold up my end of the bargain. Could, could I lose the weight? Could I work out? 
Did I have the time? Could I stick to eating a whole food plant-based diet instead of, you know, the garbage that I was eating before? Could I lose weight? Could I maintain the motivation to lose weight? Because mm-hmm. in the, in the past, that answer was no, all of yeah. those answers were no. I had tried things, the weight would come back on, or I would try something and it wouldn't get very far. So the skepticism wasn't with you. It was within myself. And so what made you commit? What was the difference? I had, I had to, because when I, when I saw that scale, I, I knew that I had to become healthier because looking at my family, I knew exactly what was going to happen if I didn't. Mm -hmm. And so I basically said, I'm going to throw myself at this a hundred percent. And at least I respect myself enough to give myself a chance because if I don't give myself the chance and I keep going down this road, I'll constantly ask, what if I would have done that? What if I would have actually made those choices? And I, and I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to have that regret. And so there was no apprehension for me whatsoever. I signed up. I tried as best as I could with the crazy schedule that I had in my life. And, you know, now in 2022, we're seeing the results that I have, which is I, I, I'm speechless. That's what I was going to ask is, are you happy that you made the commitment, even though you were unsure if you could stick with it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, Kristen now is is somewhat in shock. I, I, I really am because, uh, you know, when you look at it day to day, you're like, oh, weight loss takes forever. You know, <laughs> it takes such a long time. But then I think I'm like, well, it also took since 2015 for me to gain all of this weight, too. I mean, I was at a really healthy weight in 2015 because I was getting married. So of course I lost weight, you know, I was in a good spot. And so from 2015 to 2021, I had put on so much weight. I mean, we're talking probably close to 80 pounds at least. Mm. And so it was, it was just, it's something that I knew I had to do. It's something that I'm extremely grateful that I have had the opportunity to do it and I'm still doing it. But I am still though in shock because from August until now, losing 30 pounds, that's a pretty staggering number for my brain to wrap itself around. And I don't think I realized uh, exactly what that means until I start seeing things like the changes because the changes are slow, but they're there. And Mm -hmm. when you realize it, you're like, wow, I, yeah, that's a huge difference. Yeah. One question I want to ask you about that is how sustainable has it been for you over the past five months? It's, it's like breathing now. And, and there wasn't, there wasn't much, like we were already prepping all of our food on Sundays. Mm -hmm. We weren't, we weren't prepping the right things. You know, we didn't, I didn't have that information of this is what I should, this is what we should be making for me to be successful. And I, I think when I first started, I was definitely, you know, I'm working all of these hours. I don't have the time. How am I going to do this? And, and you definitely told me, I mean, you make that you make time for what's your priorities are. And so packing my lunch is, you know, second nature now, um, eating breakfast. I never ate breakfast. It's one of my favorite meals now. I, I love it. So it's, it's very sustainable. You just, I needed someone to hold my hand to show me how to get from where I was to where I am now. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm really happy that you took action. 
and that are that you are where you are now. Um, yeah, <laughs> I still have, you know, I still have um, a path in front of me, but you know, I'm, I'm in a much better place of thinking like, yes, I can crush it than yeah. when I first started for sure. Yeah. You, you know, you talked a few times about the busy schedule that you have for work and, you know, we talk about it sometimes on the group calls, how, because that tends to be, again, people's number one reason as to why they can't commit to improving themselves, becoming healthier and changing their bodies. Like, I don't have time, mm -hmm. right? You're already working more than the average person and you have other obligations. How are you managing meal prepping, workout, work, and all the other things that you have going on? I, I've been very surprised because we, we cover a lot of topics in our group meetings. Like you even sat down with me one time and like helped me, you know, because I want to write a book, right? Like help me plan yeah. how to do that, which is phenomenal. You know, I don't think most trainers would do that, <laughs> but we cover a lot of topics. And one of the things that we always talked about was, you know, schedules and, mm -hmm. you know, how are you scheduling the things that you want to make sure that you're doing in a day? And I, I don't honestly know where my time was really going before, because if you would have asked me in August, can you do this? I would have said, well, I really don't have the time. And I had no idea how to find that time because I didn't yeah. think it was even available. Yeah. And then so through our, through our group calls and really looking at structuring my day and what steps I needed to take to be successful with your guidance and also with Sarah's guidance, you guys kind of uncovered that time that I had in my day to help me figure out these things. And that, that was really important because I felt completely maxed out and having that structure is actually uh, very good for me. <laughs> I'm a bit of a, per I've told you this before. I'm a bit of a perfectionist in some regards. And so having a, a structure to my day helps quite a bit. I'm, I had one when I was a child at some point through college that went away, it went out the door. Yeah. Um, so integrating that back into my life was, was one of the ways I was able to fit all of this in. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> I, I just have to add something to that because structure is literally what changes the game. You can eat healthy foods without structure. You won't get the body. You can work out randomly without structure. You won't get the body from just from a, a, a schedule point of view. If you just wake up and go about your day, you don't know where your time is going. Like it is, there's a 24 hours in a day. Like it is going somewhere. It's not just disappearing. So yeah. identifying and tracking where it's going and how to reallocate it. Same thing with finances. A lot of people get at the end of the month, like, where did all my money go? Right. Oh, yeah. well, you know, Starbucks and eating out and all of that, all that went away really quickly. Well, you don't track, you don't know where it's going. So I'm really happy that you did that and that you've rejigged everything. Cause now I know you've got some deep work scheduled in and I'll be able to write your book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, it's, uh, it's crazy. I, I know, I know how important it is with children. There's a lot of studies that, that advocate for it. And I, I was just like, why am I not doing this in my life? This makes so much more sense now, but it, it was really, you guys just kind of highlighting that. And, and like I said, discovering that extra time. And when I was the most sex successful, when I wasn't, you know, successful, what happened to really just plan my day accordingly. And I will say for the people out there that have a, you know, their day's not the same. Mine isn't either. I do work at four different locations regularly. My hours fluctuate regularly. The days that I work fluctuate 
regularly. So that was another thing that I was concerned about because I don't have the traditional, you know, nine to five, or I don't have a very similar schedule day to day today. But even with all of those variables, we were able to sit down and create a game plan on how to tackle this. And one of the, one of the biggest things was, you know, just, just really looking at how to be successful when things don't go perfect, when things don't go to plan. And, and that's huge. Yeah. Cause they never do go to plan. You need yeah. never, <laughs> not, not regularly. No. <laughs> like I want a clear step-by-step and like, no, because one of the steps is going to break. You need a strategy of how to handle it, depending on what shows up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's huge. Uh, instead of, you know, instead of being like, oh shoot, you know, I've, I've got to go in an hour early. Uh Oh, I didn't prep my food. Now I've got my food prepped. It's ready to go no matter what time I go into work. And I'm not making those bad choices. Like, you know, going to Chipotle, you know, Chipotle or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. whatever vegan option I can find and eating out now it's, you know, it, it's, it's my meals, it's my meal plan. And I honestly think I do a really, really nice job sticking to that. So, so yeah. Yeah. Well, you have, so you lost 31 pounds so far. <laughs> yeah. Right? If you follow the plan, it works. It's magical. It's the only magic <laughs> we have in the program. So you follow it, it works. Keep um, saying it. It just gets better and better every time you say it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, just, just backtracking a little bit, you, uh, at first you had those doubts that you could commit to it with like schedule and all that. And so I'm curious as to when you came in, what are things that allowed you to get some quick wins and build that momentum to be where you're at now? I would say we've talked about the recipes. Like I said, that was huge for us because my, my husband is a very, very good cook and he makes the most wonderful food and he was making very unhealthy food, but it was delicious. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> and, and so having, having all of those recipes there laid out, this is how you make it was probably one of the biggest things for us because we really were in a rut of making that same thing over and over and over again. That was the first thing. The second thing was obviously having the support of yourself, of Sarah, of everyone else in the tribe. I remember someone saying that it's like a family and, and I really do believe that I've never felt judged. As you can tell, I have really no problem sharing at all. And everyone has always been very supportive and has always been there for each other with our struggles, you know, as we go on this journey. So those two, two things are really what allowed me to keep seeing success, you know, week after week. And it wasn't perfect, right? It's not like my weight was just like this huge drop, you know, there's bumps and, and dips along the way. But when you have a family around you supporting you, those lulls of not losing weight, you know, they don't hit as hard as if you were doing this on your own. 100%. It's yeah. never, it's never a straight graph down when it comes to mm-hmm. fat loss. There's always like peaks and valleys. And sometimes there's, you know, it's flat for a bit and it comes back down. Like life happens, right? I never expect the whole process to go 100% perfect the whole way through. Right. Yeah. It happens. You get busy or you get busy times at work. You miss a few workouts. Like it's, it's a part of the process. But yeah. the reason why I know that you've been successful and other people have is because you just, you guys just keep showing up. 
Mm -hmm. right you understand that that's what matters at the end of the day like yeah i'm gonna work out okay cool like oh i went over on that day for my calories or i messed up that meal great just win the next meal just win the next workout right that's what's allowing you to now be 31 pounds lighter yeah and i i joined at a time too that was like you know i i joined just before all the holidays so mm-hmm. Thanksgiving hit, Christmas hit, New Year's hit. I also got pretty sick during that time too. And a bunch of crazy work things happened. And so there was a lot of stressors. There was a lot of instances that I I could have made wrong decisions. Sometimes I did. That's okay. <laughs> that happens. But you know, it was, it was really focusing on making, you know, when can I make the a better decision? And, and again, having the support of everyone around me, including my husband, because like I said, he's lit, he cooks a lot of my food. And then you and Sarah has been and the tribe has been a game changer for me. I just want to ask you about your partner. Did he yeah. notice any differences in himself with the change of food and you working out? Yeah, yeah. So he definitely someone that he's quiet. He doesn't like leaving the house that he's very comfortable, you know, in his environment. And he, he works uh, long hours too, but he can also work remotely. So he can also work at the house. And unfortunately he's behind a computer a lot. So uh, he's very, he has a very sedentary job. My job is the exact opposite. Like in my job, I get like 15,000 steps a day which I still wasn't losing weight, but we'll talk about that later because I was so <laughs> mad about that. Yeah. <laughs> but for him, I've seen changes in his behavior that he's been trying to mimic, you know, the things that I'm doing, like starting to work out. When he did that, I was, I was honestly one blown away because he has told me numerous times that he does not like to sweat. I've told yeah. you that too. Yeah, I remember I've told that. You that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He started working out and he started, you know, looking up healthier things to make for himself. And and he's not vegan, but um, his choices are not perfect, but he's integrating healthier choices into his, into his own diet. And, and he has also lost weight. So I, it's, I, I was stunned, honestly, to see that, that the actions that I was taking for myself I hope was also making a positive impact on him as well. Yeah. It it always does, right? Like yeah. we we've had so many people where only one of the partners is in the program throughout the years and there's always an impact on the other partner because everyone knows what they should be doing and as soon as one of the partner does it and has the willpower and discipline to do it, the other one's like, "Oh, I better better pick it up, right? I keep myself <laughs> in the butt." All right? I better eat healthier and work out because my partner is going to be super sexy. And then I'm just going to be staying here. And, you know, yeah, you know, it's people think about that. Partners do think about that stuff. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, I didn't have any expectations for him to do that either. And and I didn't push him at all because I know, I know, you know, we've been together since 2010. You know, I know him very well as a person. I love him. I love who he is. He's one of the kindest people that I've ever met. But, you know, there's things that he really dislikes as well. And that's okay. But I never wanted to push him to be someone that he wasn't. I wanted him to take those steps on his own. And, and he decided to. And, and when he asked me, the, the, it was, 
I was shocked. He asked me, he goes, Hey, can I see one of your workouts that uh, Maxim gives you? And I was like, yeah, yeah, you can. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, and, and it kind of just started, uh, developing from there. So, yeah. Beautiful. I love it. I'm, I'm all about impact. So it makes me super happy to hear that. And yeah, right. Just leading by example, shining your light and other people notice. And eventually everyone's attracted to light and greatness and amazing things. And they're all like, what are you doing over there? I want a piece of that. What are you doing? Right. So Mm -hmm. I'm really happy to hear that. I do want to hear about the 15,000 steps where you weren't (laughs) losing weight. That, okay. So like I said, I, I am on my feet the entire day, the entire day I am on my feet. And so like, if someone would say to me before I started the program, oh, you know, do you work out? I'd be like, no, because I am literally on my feet from 8 a.m. until 7 p.m. most days. And I have to have really good shoes (laughs) because, and I used to be a waitress. So, you know, my feet are just naturally built up to being able to handle that, but I was gaining weight. Mm-hmm. And I was so mad about it. And I would come home crazy tired because one, I was literally working a ton of hours, still am. I was on my feet the entire day. I was engaging with clients the entire day. And my activity at work was so much higher, I felt like, than the average person. We get a pallet of dog food in, I'm one of the people unloading it. I'm the, and these are like 30 pound bags of dog food that I'm taking off pallets. I'm putting, you know, helping the staff put up, I'm putting on shelves. I do that two to three times a week. Mm -hmm. And so even with all of that activity, even with all of the walking and all of the steps, I still was not losing weight. And so that was another huge frustration for me because not only was I vegan, not only was my job much more active than the regular person's. I just felt like there was something that I couldn't wrap my head around of why I wasn't losing weight. And I, I have said this before, like when I was eating animals, I felt like just like an imposter and I'm literally working in a job that focuses on animal nutrition. I talk about animal nutrition every single day. And yet I can't understand my own nutrition to get myself to lose weight. And I, I was like, oh my gosh, there's a heavier girl that's trying to talk to an owner about, you know, how their animals should, like, how do we get their animals to lose weight? And these are the things that we do. And I literally help make programs for, for people and their animals to get their animals to lose weight. My animals were successful, you know, yeah. I wasn't for myself. Yeah. And it was so upsetting to me. I was so frustrated and I felt I did. I felt like an imposter and it was, it was horrible. And how do you feel now? <laughs> I, I, I told uh, Sarah like a week ago, there is still that, that apprehensive person. You know, there's that little devil on my shoulder saying like, like you, what if, what happens if you, you know, you in the program or what happens if you do start putting on weight or, you know, you have that, right. Everyone has that. But that voice is not nearly as loud as what it was it what what it was when I started. That that was the majority of my thoughts that really kind of plagued my mind was I I don't know if I can do this. But now I'm in a much better headspace and I feel like I'm 
one, not only because I'm vegan, you know, but also because I am making healthy choices for myself, I'm living a truer version of what I've pictured myself to be. And it's the things, it's the same things that I would recommend to my owners of the animals, right? Like, you know, um, you know, make sure they're eating healthy, make sure that they're, you know, eating uh, a lot of food that's not super processed, look for these ingredients, but I wasn't taking those own choices with myself. And looking back on that, I, I'm, I'm like, that's silly. <laughs> Why did I not do that? <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing I want to say is the, the worry about putting the weight back on and all that. Um, honestly, you're safe because, you know, once we finish your fat loss, we reverse diet. Once we reverse diet, you're safe. You have the body that you want. Your metabolism is optimized. You're literally going to eat over 2000 calories to like easily over 2000 calories to maintain your new body. Yeah. It's going to be so easy. Right? I'm and so if, excited. Right? And you know, I'm excited for you because it's another psychological journey to go through reverse dieting because then it's the mental of, Oh, we're increasing food, but I'm not going to put on weight. Wait, I don't understand how this works. And then there's resistance to it. It happens to everyone, but I'm excited for you to go through it because once you're fully reverse dieted, you're good. Like genuinely you're putting on 80 pounds, like which just won't happen because you'll yeah. be, you'll have not like you'll get to, you'll have to eat so much food to maintain your new body because if we reverse diet you, for example, to like 2,400 calories and you eat 2,200 calories, you will lose weight. Yeah. Right? So you have to eat 2,400, which is a great problem to have. Yeah. It's, it, it's definitely been a, not only a physical journey for me throughout this process, but definitely a, um, a, a mental, you know, a mental journey as well. And I, I feel like that my, my physical self is getting better and my, you know, my mental is as well. And that was, I always thought that I was a pretty, pretty strong person. Like I've always been someone that's tried to grind my entire life, you know, working long hours, you know, doing, working like three or four jobs, you know, just to like get in, get through college and all of these things. And I, I think I made myself so active not in a good way, in a mm -hmm. bad way that I didn't really know how to take care of myself. Yeah. And I'm learning now, I'm relearning how to do that. And that's been really, really important. Beautiful. Well, so would you say, I always like to ask this question and I feel like that could potentially be the answer is what's the best non-fitness benefit that you got from joining the community so far? Well, so my biggest, so my biggest win was my wedding ring fitting again. Nice. Because at one point it didn't. And mm -hmm. that's obviously pretty devastating. So that was huge for me. Slightly superficial, but it means a lot, you know, for that. <laughs> it's not superficial. Um, but, that's a that's a that's a great milestone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean my that that was huge for me was not only it fitting, but it being comfortable again. That was huge. But to answer your question, yes. I think learning um slowing down if you know if if my day allows me to and figuring out how to take care of myself how to focus on self care how to integrate that into my very very busy lifestyle what does self care mean for me what does that look like all of those things um has drastically impacted my life for the better because i was someone that constantly had things going on in my entire life 
And, and so those distractions were great and they were fun, but when everything settled, I was in a very unhealthy place, obviously physically and also mentally. Mm -hmm. well, thank you for sharing that. And I'm happy that you got all these benefits and I, I kind of want to give you an opportunity to impact more people. So one question I always like to ask is if there's someone that's listening right now to your story and it connects with you and kind of what you're going through, and maybe they have a similar journey, if they're on the fence of reaching out or just committing to themselves, right? Not even necessarily like working with us, but just committing to themselves and changing their lives. What is something you would tell that person? Um, I think I would tell that person, there's a lot to that question. I think I would tell that person, one of the most important lessons that I've learned is that I, I don't want that person to go in thinking that their happiness is based on an if then statement. Like if I lose 30 pounds, I'm going to be happy. If I save this much money, I'm going to be happy. You know, whatever that much be. If I get a new house, I'll be happy. For me, I define happiness is having the capacity to live your truest version of yourself, whatever that means for you. If that means being vegan, great. Do you see yourself being a healthy person? Hopefully one day, great. Just wanting to be the truest version of myself. That's how I define happiness. And it's finding that truest version along the way that in the journey is where I think people really truly find their happiness. It's, you know, getting, getting to, to hopefully have the capacity to make those decisions to do it. So what I would tell someone is, is that if you don't think you have the capacity to do it, that's okay too, because you'll have a group of people around you that do think you have the capacity to do it. And they will be cheering you on from day one. And, and if you're like me, and if you think that losing weight and losing 30 pounds wasn't possible, it very much is. And it's very, very surprising to me. But also when I look back at it, not really, because the, uh, the support structure was there. You were there. Sarah was there. My husband was there. All of the tribe members were there. My brain wasn't there yet, but it got there. And that was, that's the most important thing. So I would say, do it, you know, even if you don't think you can, like I did do it because you, uh, you don't want to regret not doing it. Amen. <laughs> That's all I got to add to that. <laughs> well, Kristen, I just want to say a, a big thank you for sharing that, for being so open with, with your story and the stories that you've shared. I really appreciate you. I'm super proud of you. Like this is, this is 31 pounds is just the start. So I'm really excited for you to get back to that. 2015 shape and then just reverse diet you uh, out of there. Any, any last word that you'd like to share with, with the audience or the tribe members um, that are listening? Yeah, no, just thank you, Maxim, for having me. Thank you, Sarah, for uh, believing in me. Um, and I hope that whoever listens to this, thank you for sticking around. And I hope that you guys gained some type of value from our conversation. I'm sure they did. And yeah. I just also want to add for the people that want more information, kind of like the process that, that Kristen went through of, you know, training nutrition, the blueprint, there's a link down below in the show notes. You guys can click on there. You have some more information, see some of the amazing transformations, or you can just send me a private message on Instagram, just basically showing that you're uh, interested, mentioning me uh, fit vegan, 
just have a little conversation with you kind of like I did with Kristen before she joined, right? Just sharing some more details, see if it's something that would be a good fit for you if you're, if you're ready to transform. So uh, Kristen, thank you very much for jumping on the, on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media and leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Lucky Sigoin and on YouTube at FitVegan. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.